New York Artist Collective. Hi there and welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. If you haven't joined us before, this is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I am your host, Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and co-producer of the New York Artist Collective. And today's guest is Savannah Native, but New York transplant, Thompson Newkirk, singer-songwriter and guitarist, here to talk about his latest single, Other Side. Thompson Newkirk. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Welcome to my glorious studio. And thank it you is glorious. Yeah. Thank it you for coming all the way from from Brooklyn. It's my pleasure. This is a fantastic studio, by the way. Now I have to say, New- Thompson Newkirk. I love that name. And you just told me that it is your, in fact, your real name. It's not a stage name. It is, in fact, my real name. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm flattered that people like it, but I can't take credit for it. You know, that's my mother and father who did that. But yes, no, that is absolutely my name. Um, Scottish, I believe, is is Newkirk. Yeah. Good, good, strong Scottish That's name. Right. I like That's that. Right. I like that. Very good. And you are from Savannah. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. I lived in Atlanta for a little while, and I moved to New York about three and a half years ago. Yeah. Wonderful. How are you finding the Big Apple? So, I mean, realistically, I think it takes a good solid year to just kind of like settle down. And why I moved from Atlanta, coming from a place where you drive everywhere to a place where you use public transportation, that was a bit of a shift. Um, but after about a year and a half, I kind of knew my circles. I knew where I was going, my stopping grounds. Um, and then two years and so on and so forth, things just get a little more laid out and you understand things a little better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, New York is uh, its an interesting place to kind of come to and start again and learn the scene and find all these musicians. And Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. But let, we can we can talk more about that in a moment. Um, but we're here to talk about your, your latest release, Other Side. Yes. So tell me about Other Side. Um, so other side is uh, it's it's very simply structured, but one thing that I really feel like I'm always saying and and trying to connect with people on is that most people's thoughts are fairly similar and parallel. And one thought that I think you know haunts us all is looking at the other side, whether that's somebody else's job or car or house. You know, the grass is always looks greener on the other side. Um, that's what other side is really about, and it's something that, that I think we all struggle with, looking at what we have and saying it's really not what we want or really not good enough. And that alone can be, I don't, wanna say, I don't use the word depressing, but that alone can be kind of debilitating and something to get over. You know, you've got, always got to get over like, well, why can't I have that when I have this? And the reality is the person is most likely looking at you feeling the same way about what they have and what you have. And the last verse really touches on the fact that, especially as you get older in life, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody really does something that they wouldn't do or is completely against their personality. You did it, you paid for it, and you move on. You know, you don't let things like that hold you back. You don't let your memories, because to be honest with you, most of us memorize and remember our things incorrectly. Our mind distorts things, it twists, it stretches. There's a lot that is incorrect if we really went to go back and hit the replay button. That being said, and as corny or cliche as it might be, you know, leave the past where it is, you know, so that in a nutshell. I love um, the vibe of the song, like there's a sort of really bluesy guitar thing that goes on. Yeah. Did you do all the guitar stuff for yes. this song? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've noticed like through your Instagram, you're a very talented guitar player and I was thank really you. interested to see what your production would be like. Oh, thank you very it, much. You're really acoustic, I think. You're, you love that kind of acoustic vibe. And it was fascinating to, see, to kind of hear that real electric thing come through. So it's interesting you say that. Um, I think we go in waves. Like right now, um, I'm kind of on an acoustic thing. I had a couple of solo gigs. 
Um, but you're absolutely right. I do love that acoustic vibe, and, and I'm looking, I'm in the studio right now working on a couple of things that I'd like to put out just acoustically. Um, I work a lot like with a loop pedal when I'm by myself live. Yeah, as far as production goes, I'll usually, for other side example, what I did is I went in and basically laid down what I would consider just basically the rhythm guitar. And sometimes in the, in the track, I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to lay that down. And uh, after that, lay the bass and just really get the core of the song, the bass and the drums, and then go back and lay the lead down. And I'll tell you, I, I enjoy jamming, getting in a room with some guys or on stage. I enjoy stretching a song out. We usually do. But mostly for my recordings and mostly for my songs, I really like my guitar solos to be really piercing and fiery, you know, really straight and to the point. They don't have to be long, just really, uh, really cutting or uh, I think straight and to the point is really what I'm looking for. Uh, so I, that being said, I like to write them for, for the recording. I'm not a big fan of like on the spot recording. I'd, I'd like to write it out and... Um, and then perform it that way so that I can go back and, and just really uh, nail down that vibe, that feel, and, and what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we'll tell you what, let's take a listen to the other side and then we can chat a bit more. Sounds great.
Thompson, so that was Other Side. I love the song, I love the vibe. Um, I was just saying during the break that I don't often come across that many artists who I think are so proficient as guitarists. Who did you listen to growing up? I think, did you start more as a songwriter or did you start more as a guitarist? And then how did you blend the two? And what do you think of yourself as first in terms of who Thompson Newkirk is as an artist? Well, thank you very much. As far as playing guitar and and who I listen to, I think I I listened to a lot of rock and roll growing up. I mean, a lot of classic rock. Because that guitar for me was very kind of like... 50s, 60s, kind of most definitely like Chuck Berry a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank thank you very much. I mean, that's a that's fantastic to hear um, because sometimes you're not sure how it's coming off. So that's, that's that's really great to hear. So yeah, I listen to a lot of like rock and roll, classic rock. Then of course I, I love Eric Clapton. Uh, in modern days, I mean, big John Mayer fan. Um, also, uh, and all, all, all the guys from the 80s and 70s and 60s, like Angus Young, Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Page. I mean, I could, the list goes on. Um, Peter Frampton. I mean, all they all, they, um, also, uh, Eric Johnson, big, big fan of Eric Johnson, Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. They're fantastic mm-hmm. guitarists. Yeah. And I'm not really a metal fan at all, to be honest with you, but their guitar playing is fairly superb Mm -hmm. but I think the whole songwriting thing was this like I played in bands uh, in high school and in college but uh, when I came to New York I knew what I wanted to do and I was in my late 20s and I just felt that it was smarter and more efficient to work with other musicians and do my own project and not try to find a quote-unquote band because I feel like that takes a lot of energy just in itself and trying to keep schedules aligned, trying to keep things together, uh, trying to get on the road. So I I think that that's really where the whole singer-songwriter thing came from. And one thing I've really learned about New York, I took I took some time off of the my uh, first release this year, Cry, to take some vocal lessons and to really like hone it down and learn how to sing that song. But I think the most important thing for anyone is to learn what your voice is. You know, some people are it's all over the spectrum to learn what your voice is, to learn where it is, and and I find that once you when you know who you are as a singer and a guitar player, that kind of reflects naturally in your songwriting you know you'll write a song that's going to fit you not always you know what I mean yes yeah yeah I do I think often I find when I do covers find a song that I'm like okay I love that song but that doesn't fit me 100%. how do I make that fit 100%. me 100% absolutely and I find it really interesting when people say something like oh you really made that your own I'm like not really I just picked a key that <laughs> right. works better for totally. me <laughs> you know? yes um, yes but I will go with that if that's what people think for sure for sure no yeah absolutely and what was it like for you moving to New York in terms of starting on the music scene? How did you start out? Did you do like the open mics? Did you oh, yeah. go to, you know, I know that you play the bitter end, um, like play Rockwood Music Hall. Like what was the, the way that you kind of attacked it? Like I said, I moved from Savannah to Atlanta because I was actually focused more on acting at the time and I had booked a role in a TV show. So I was there doing that. I've always played music. Since I was a kid, I've played music. And I just, to be honest with you, missed it. So I started playing uh, a couple of open mics in Eddie's Attic in Atlanta and, mm-hmm. and played there. That's a great venue. It is a fantastic spot. Then when I moved to New York, when I finally moved to New York, I knew that I was focused on acting and I also wanted to do acting and music. And I don't pursue acting at all anymore, to be honest with you. I'm really focused more on music. So yes, I did do the um, open mic scene. Did that for a while. That is a story in itself. And if you care, I'll dive, I'll, I'll dive into it. But 
I'm, it really leads me to a point that I'm a huge advocate of even if you're at a place you don't necessarily want to be, you can usually pull something good out of it. And what I mean by that is there are plenty of open mics that I did and I'm sitting there waiting and watching and wondering why I'm even here. And then you'll, out of all of it, the meet and greet before and the end, you'll meet one person and I have met at least one person who I still have contact with today and it's like that was a real pain in the ass but it was definitely worth it to meet this person so you just got to stay open you know i have definitely had those experiences and you never know what or who might be waiting for you at that gig true it's so Um, true who might see you and it's one of those things i think like we're less likely to be discovered or whatever at bars or open mics these days than than we may have used to be but like due to spotify and whatever we're now Mm -hmm. more likely to be discovered on spotify Mm -hmm. like being on a playlist or something like that Mm -hmm. but i think you can never underestimate these personal connections so true and i think people again goes back to my point people are the same people have the same desires i could list them Yet people are the same, the same feelings and insecurities amongst most of us. And that personal connection is something that not just the artist is looking to have, but the people are looking to have. You know, like people always say, I had a good feeling about that person. That's a real feeling. I had a bad feeling about that. That's a real feeling. You know, some people are fantastic people, but they can't be together. They just, you know, the chemistries don't necessarily mix, but people are looking for a connection. Always have been. I think more so now just because of all the technology that we have at our fingertips. It's ironic, the ways that we are now connected, we are less connected. So true, it's so true. So one thing I want to talk about to you about is um, touring. Like, yeah. Have you done much touring, and, or is that something that you're planning to do? Planning to do, working on working on budget schedule right there, uh, right now. What I'm looking at doing is hitting some small rural towns that A, I think is in line with my music. I'm looking at hitting some breweries as well because I think that's definitely, I'm a fan of breweries and I think the brewery <laughs> fans would be a fan of me. So that's what, I, that's what I'm looking to do right now and I'm actually interested in doing a solo tour starting off. I just think that actually going right back to your connection, I think that especially me being Thompson Newkirk, I think for the first few rounds, just me so they see exactly who it is, what it is and then you know then we, we can talk about touring with a full band in some of these larger cities, playing breweries afterwards, talking guitar and beer, uh, we can do that, you know, so that's where I'm looking right now. So logistically, what I'm also thinking, the fact that we're in New York right now, um, after the first couple of tours or a couple of uh, weeks out on the road, what I ultimately would like to do is to do a tour from New York down to Nashville, stay in Nashville for two or three days, and then basically hit the same exact spots on the way back up so they really have that kind of like double whammy for lack of a better phrase and that's within the year goal sort of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, that's excellent i think a lot of musicians don't necessarily think about having like goals for the year it's more just like thinking about the next gig and then the next gig and the next release but no that's that's great sounds like you've really Got a, got a good plan for this year. Yeah, let's just stick to it, you know. Yeah. Well, we've only <laughs> yeah. got a few months left. So. <laughs> for sure. Fall Excuse is me. a great time. I, it is, it, it is, and it's back to school time, you know, oh. so yeah. They're very avid music lovers and mm-hmm. go out to see music kind of early fall, you know, where it's still warm enough to be out, you know. Yep. The college scene is not something I've thought too much about, mostly because I don't have a car. I've not seen a lot, like too many women doing it. I've seen a lot of, like, guys doing it, mm-hmm. which makes, which does make sense, but the brewery sounds like fun. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'll I'll come. I'll I'll, I'll open for you. Oh, okay. We can abso- we can Done do deal. that. And 
instead of an open thing, it's more like a, like a duo thing, and that's actually serious side note. That is that that is something that's a way to really cut down costs. That's true. You know, you got two artists on the road at the same time, and instead of you both driving your own cars and the like, you can really and you can really sell a venue. You got you got three hours of music here. Mm-hmm. You know. So one thing we were talking about earlier, um, we've just released a mini series podcast that we'll be doing once yeah. a month. It's about kind of lifting the veil on what it's like to be an independent artist. Gotcha. So if there's one thing that you would like your fans to know about what it's like to be an independent artist for you, what, and how mm-hmm. they could better support you, what might it be? What I would say is probably, how can I make you feel included in what I'm doing? How can I feel like you have a piece? of what I'm doing and how can I make you feel kind of like I feed off of what you give me. Hopefully it's more than just the music. It's the, it's the general, uh, I would say a community culture. culture that I'm looking to create. It's, it's not even about me or my music. It's more about, uh, if I can say it, uh, my hashtag is Newkirk nation. It's more about the, the, the whole thing, the movement as a whole and, and really what it is going back to what other side starts off as, Everyone's the same. Every, we, we, we don't have any sort of dividing lines. We all have the same number of ribs, same size heart, same size brain. And I'll just say it, people, you, people on all sides throw the word racist around. We are all part of the human race. There's no division lines at all. And I just, I, I really, that's, that's something that, that I feel like, check all these feelings of, of differences at the door. You know, that's really what this, what I'm, what I'm pushing for, you know. What, how could they be better fans is, I would say, how can I make you feel more part of what I'm doing, you know? So if they wanted to be more part of Newkirk Nation, right. hashtag New, Newkirk Nation, right. how would you want them to engage with you? I would, I would say come to the shows, listen to the music, correspond with me. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I make a point to, to try to message and, and uh, reply to every comment and, and reply to every uh, lucid message that I get. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, you know, and cultivate, share, you know, and just, uh, just that. It's like making good grades in school. It's like being any sort of a parent. It's like being any sort of a guardian or something. Just be present. Yeah. You know? And you're really active in terms of your Instagram and your Instagram stories, I notice. I think you're yeah. really good at like doing live videos and, trying to, and yeah. talking to people and trying to bring them into that conversation, which I think is really, really interesting. Well, th- thank you. Yeah. I think our culture today, of course, makes everyone feel kind of like they're like they look at Instagram and it's like, you know, every everything is like one upping each other, one upping each other. Everything is on a one up basis. I feel like, and I don't mean to say it in a judgmental way, but sometimes we we want more for ourselves than we think we have. But sometimes we don't really see what kind of a difference we might be making to just one person. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you might actually be somebody's hero and you don't know it acknowledging them is sometimes doing more than anything else just a sense of acknowledgement you know Mm -hmm. oh one last question for you and i don't know why i've started to do this recently because i think it it could be just really telling what is um do you remember that you remember the days of ipods of course i do of course you do um some people don't I know. I know. And that's how I know it's that I, the years are passing. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. <laughs> um, if, you, if you had an iPod today, because I don't like saying, what's the, what's the song that you're listening to most on your iPhone? Yeah. But what, what, what would be um, your favorite iPod track of the day? Yeah, so right now I'm listening to, so I'm listening to some Vampire Weekend right now because they got a nice summer vibe to them, so I'm all, all about that. Uh, one song in specific that I can 
always listen to is, as I said earlier, uh, Eric Johnson's Cliffs, Cliffs of Dover. It's a, just a guitar piece. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's wonderful. Uh, it's absolutely lovely. And it's just, it's in a major key and it's just uplifting. I could, always, I could listen to that. Okay. For a long, long, long time. That's interesting. I always <laughs> like that question because it, it gives me a real insight into somebody. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I don't listen to Vampire Weekend religiously, but that that's just the band that I've been kind of like... Tra- also, Jack Johnson. Hmm. I'm a fan of Jack Johnson. But I'll be honest with you, in my free time, and this is just a side note, do you want to know what I listen to probably too much of? Mm-hmm. Stand-up comedy. Okay. I, ju- I work at a comedy club, and I love stand-up comedy. Love it. Who's your favorite comedian of the Ooh. day? So I'm a Chris DiStefano fan. All the big ones like Bill Burr or Doug Stanhope, but then also uh, Mark Norman. He's actually here. I've seen him quite a few times here in New York. He lives in the Lower Lower West Side, I believe. Who else? Uh, Shane Torres, Gary Gullman. Thompson Newkirk, where can people find your music? Um, on any platform, even the free ones, YouTube, uh, Spotify. Um, you know what? They can't find it on one platform, and if we all join together, we can get it there. Pandora. I know it's not the number one, but we definitely want it everywhere. So that's where we want it. You, you don't even need to type .com. Just type Thompson Newkirk into the browser bar. It will come up. That's amazing that you're like the one and only I, Thompson I, Newkirk. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know. um, I, I, I share my name with some racing driver in Germany, apparently. Well, I... Yeah. We fight over, over the Google search engine. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah. anyway, that's wonderful. You are the one and only Thompson Newkirk. For sure. As of now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As of now. Yeah. Um, Thompson Newkirk, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I look forward to seeing what you have coming next. And yeah, I sure. will be on your brewery tour. Uh, absolutely. I will yes, come you will. with you. Yes, you will. Absolutely. I'm very happy to do that. Thompson, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Take care. The very talented Thompson Newkirk. And you can follow him on Instagram. He is at Thompson Newkirk. Those details are in today's episode. Now, if you want to support the New York Artists Collective and come out and see a show, you can check us out. We are at New York Artists Collective on Instagram and newyorkartistcollective.com on the old interweb thing. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not give us a follow and a like and you can stream new episodes direct to your device. My name is Stephanie Manns. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next week. New York Artists Collective.